Good afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to live from your true self through all of life's twists and turns. And you'll be challenged to lean into the mysteries of life to find your own deepest wisdom. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. We're going to have a good show today, so stay right here for it. Angela Wicks is here with us today to tell us how to fully unite our hidden spiritual life with our everyday reality. She knows how hard it is to talk to others about spiritual gifts, so we keep them hidden. Her book, The Secret Psychic, helps readers learn how to practice their psychic and spiritual abilities even when they've not been able to open up to those around them. So today she's going to help us learn how to connect with and use intuition, how to recognize and receive spirit communication, and how to eventually reveal your true self to others. Don't miss this. You want to hear this conversation. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Angela. She's an acquiring editor for Body, Mind, Spirit titles at Llewellyn Worldwide and is the author of The Secret Psychic, our book today, and Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns. She's a certified massage therapist, certified medical Reiki master, and a lifelong intuitive medium in training. She continues to be a passionate student of holistic practices, and her artwork has appeared in hospitals and healing clinics as a part of the Phipps Center for the Arts Healing Arts Program. You can visit Angela at angelaann.wix.com slash arts and at at Angela A. Wicks on Facebook and Instagram. So welcome, Angela, to the Authentic Living Show. We're so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm excited about this conversation, so we want to go ahead and get started with it. Just jump right in there. So first thing I want to know, as usual, is why did you decide to write this book? Oh, this book was a really long time coming, and it actually wasn't something that I knew I was going to be writing about. Um, Ten years ago, my sister passed away, and I actually started writing down all of these stories from experiences that I and other people, like my family members, were experiencing through our continued bonds with her after she passed. And we, we just had such amazing experiences that were totally unexpected. And so I was kind of thinking at that time that maybe I was writing a memoir, um, but eventually... I set it aside and I just figured it had been kind of an exercise for me on my own and that the stories would just be mine and my family's and wouldn't really be shared with others. But um, I was sitting in a coffee shop one day talking with a friend who shared a lot of the same spiritual, um, subtle intuition types of interests that I also have. And so these types of topics were things that um, if we talked to anyone about, it was with each other. (laughs) And so um, when we got together, we always had really interesting conversations. And she was asking me a lot of questions that I had been asking like 10, 20 years prior and that I had sought a long time to get the answers to. And it really struck me in that moment that if her journey at that point was such a parallel to what I had also gone through and she was asking all of the same types of questions that I had, um, I just had this realization that there have to be so many people out there who are asking these same things, who are practicing in secret, don't feel like they can share with others, um, that, in in the experience that I had had are also having continued bonds with a loved one, um, someone who has passed on, all of these things that often we don't talk to other people about because we feel like it won't be taken seriously. Um, and so in that moment, it was this, the idea for this book was born. And as I was writing the book, I was directing it toward the idea of the secret psychic and practicing your subtle abilities in that hidden space. But as I was writing it, I would have these remembrances of the stories that I had previously written down of like, wow, this would be a really good example of what I'm talking about here. And so the two ideas ended up really being merged and it was a surprise to me and it was a lovely surprise. So that's how it came about. Yeah, that's great. That's a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. 
So what are some of the many psychic tools that a secret psychic might have? Let's just kind of look at the tools first. So there are a lot of different abilities that we have when we're utilizing our subtle intuitive skills. And you can think of them often as paralleling many of our physical abilities and senses. So we have um, the ability of psychic sight where we might see visions. Uh, We have the ability with psychic hearing where we might hear things, Uh, but most often it's something that comes across as though it's our own thought. But once you start developing and getting more aware and sensitive to your abilities, you can start to tune tune into what is your own thought versus what is subtle intu- intuitive thought that might be coming to you. You might be um, sensing other people's emotions or getting communication from others in spirit. You could be sensing energy in your space or having um, unexpected psychic slip-ups where others are communicating <laughs> to you um, messages from spirit or just intuitive psychic messages that are coming through to other people. So it might not even be your own, but when you're aware to it, you can kind of pick up on those types of things. Um, There's psychic empathy where we connect to the emotions of others. And often this is confusing. It's very confusing when you aren't really familiar with the process because usually we end up thinking that those emotions and those feelings are our own. But as with all of the other senses, once you start becoming more aware and more sensitive, you can start to, there's a very subtle feeling that can kind of start to cue you to the fact that, oh, I think this might actually not be my own. And you can kind of tune in and trace back where those types of things are coming from. So there are a lot of different types of psychic subtle abilities and I, I get in I break them all down in my book, The Secret Psychic. Yes, yes, that's it. It's very well clearly outlined in your book. Um so let's talk about why people keep it a secret. Why is there a stigma to the word psychic? What is what's that all about? I think there are quite a few different reasons and it can be really individual, but broadly I I think that a lot of it comes from um, societal impression and ingrained things that we often aren't even aware of that we're carrying these beliefs or assumptions um, because it's just so naturally ingrained in these subtle messages that we're that we're getting throughout our lives. Um, some of it is that you know we don't want to be seen as being crazy that we aren't maybe mentally well because when you start talking about having visions or seeing spirit you know, a lot of times people automatically think like you're hallucinating or, um, you know, something unusual is going on that isn't healthy. But when, and that can be the case for people, obviously there are conditions that exist, but when you're actually authentically tapping into your psychic ability, that's not what's going on. And these abilities are very healthy and natural to all of us. We all have these abilities. Um, Another reason is that we don't want to be perceived as um, being untruthful or being or lying about things or um, being perceived as though we're trying to con people because this is commonly what people have thought about um, in working with psychics is that they're trying to get money they're trying to hustle and Um, they're somehow scamming people. And this Mm -hmm. is partly because there are people that have done this and that continue to do it. And so it can be a challenge in, like, for example, if you're trying to look for someone for a psychic reading and determining who is authentic and true versus who might not be um, coming at these abilities with um, honest intentions. So that's another reason. And um, another very common reason why we might have this sense of needing to keep this interest, this side of ourselves hidden is based on, um, you know, familial beliefs, societal beliefs that commonly exist within religion traditions. Um, You know, in a lot of uh, traditions, even when it isn't authentically part of the religion, there's 
this assumed belief that when you're working with psychic ability or connecting with spirit on your own and not through, for example, through a priest, that you are actually communing with the devil. And so there are just so many different ingrained beliefs that we have assumed from um, others around us that we might not even be consciously aware of. But I break all of those different things down in the book so that we can look at them and really see, like, why do I have this sense of needing to be secret? You can look at all those reasons and then decide, like, is this actually true for me? Um, And then once we understand those reasonings, we can start to move past them more easily. Yeah, and with regard to the religion, um, one of the things I just kind of want to insert here is that I find it amazing that in most religions, there's some sense of the ethereal. There's some sense of that there's a, a spiritual world that we it is mysterious to us, and yet we say when people tap into the mysterious world that they're somehow doing it wrong, and that, that's very interesting to me. Right, and actually when you, when you look at a lot of the foundational materials for some relig- religions, you can find that working with our subtle abilities is actually something that is a positive and that's encouraged because it helps connect us to spirit. Um, You know, in the religion that I was raised in, they talk about um, this connection with the Holy Spirit in the, in, in the language and the way it's talked about, it's actually speaking about working with these psychic abilities. And so um, within that, tradition, it's actually seen as a positive, but commonly and in popular belief, it's often seen as a negative. Um, So there's just kind of often this this twist on things that um, might not even be actually true to the tradition when you look at it in more detail. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So when we talk about psychics or people that have this intuitive skill, they, we say they live in two worlds. So what is that like to live in two worlds? Um, one example that I give is that uh, you might be, say you're in an office and you're in a meeting and you start to smell food that someone is cooking, like over in the cafeteria on the other side of the building. And it's wafting in and you can smell it and it's distracting, but you're trying to to dually focus in on the conversation and the details of the meeting that you're being a part of. So it can kind of feel like you're split and trying to focus on both sides, the sense of smell, um, what that information is all bringing you, and then the um, important focus that you're trying to attend to in the meeting. And that can be one example of what it can feel like when you're trying to um, attend to this subtle intuition and the information that you're getting on that side of things while living in this very physical world that you have to be present to. So that's one of the living between split worlds um, things that I talk about. And another another side of it is that so often when people have these interests and they are noticing Um, these abilities start to come up and they want to develop them or understand them better. If they're feeling like they need to be secret about it, there's this hidden side that might feel so big and so important and amazing. Um, So this hidden side to yourself, and then it might start to almost feel like you have this public persona that you're putting on for other people. Um, where you can't share the side of yourselves and you almost feel kind of like you're split as two people. So that's another another way of this sense of feeling like you're living between two worlds. Yeah, I'm imagining that that could be, and we just have uh, just a few minutes before the break, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm imagining that that could be a little bit crazy-making. You, you might find that irritating and, you know, anxiety-provoking and all of that. Right. And it can be really challenging when you start feeling like um, even more importance of this side of yourself that 
you want to start to share with other people, it can it can make it really challenging in figuring out how to go about doing that in a way that feels empowering and safe. And that is a whole chapter that I get into in the book in steps that you can take and uh, things that you can do, the types of questions you can ask people to kind of test the waters um, and who to even start to engage with and different resources you can look at for finding like-minded people. So there are ways that we can start to bridge those two sides and those two worlds of ourselves um, in order to integrate and feel like we're whole and we're living in this really centered, authentic place. Yeah. Okay. So I would, I would encourage uh, uh, listeners right now to, to read that chapter in the book. It's, it's very enlightening. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Angela, book, Angela Wicks about her book, The Secret Psychic. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We're back talking today to Angela Wicks about her book, The Secret Psychic, and that's all about uh, people who have a hard time sharing their psychic ability with the world or their world, but how they can begin to um, sort of match it with their realistic world and and use their abilities, even if they can't talk to other people about it. So, uh, So the question I have next, Angela, is how do we access energetic information? We're always doing this, even though we might not be consciously aware that that's what we're doing. We're so wired to be using our subtle energetic abilities and our, our energy body is, it's, it's just a part of us. It's, um, it's a part of what, um, interweaves with our physical body. Like we, we are energy, we're electrical and that's just what we are. So when we are utilizing our subtle abilities, it processes through this energy body and it, it filters through that system. 
Um, so this is something that I explain in more detail in the book where I talk about our aura and the chakras in the body um, and what we understand about how, the, how that interweaves and overlays our physical systems and um, which psychic abilities correlate to those different areas in the energy body and what that all looks like. So, and the way that we're tapping into it is, again, just, just like we are with our physical senses, it's, it's usually not something that we're actively thinking about, but if we want to develop them and consciously begin participating in using these abilities, it can strengthen them in the same ways that if we exercise, we build muscle. If we focus in on, um, you know, now I'm going to touch my dog and feel what that sense is like, you might be kind of doing it unconsciously and you're somewhat aware of what's going on. But if you really tune in and decide to really focus in and feel like, wow, his fur is really soft or, oh, he kind of feels a little grimy. Maybe he needs a bath. Um, it's the same with those subtle abilities where we can start to become more aware, more conscious and strengthen them so that we can kind of use them as our superpower and get through our days more easily. Um, maybe we want to connect with loved ones on the other side more consciously and have those continued bonds in a way that is very prominent in our lives. Um, making use of those psychic abilities and developing them is one step in being able to do that type of thing. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we use as, as a, a mental health therapist, one of the things we use for people with a panic disorder is we try to help them to kind of get into the room and there to, yeah. you know, yeah. notice the paint on the wall and the pictures on the wall and the smells in the room and, you know, just get into the room. And, I, I, you know, I'm, th- I'm hearing you say that if you, if we actually, you know, pay attention to the feeling of the room, we might get a different sense of it and, and be able to practice that awareness in a way that lets us into energetic information. Do I have Absolutely. that correct? Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because um, for, for some people, the way that their subtle psychic abilities develop is a part of how they grew up. Um, for example, if, if someone grows up in a lot of trauma and turmoil in their home life, um, like if they can't count on the emotional stability or the physical security within their space, they might um, even more develop their, for example, the ability of psychically tuning into other people's emotions um, just as a way to perceive what's going on in their environment and secure their own safety. So even though we're not conscious that we're doing it, we're always activating and developing these abilities and using them in, in ways that help to move us through life. Yeah, very good. Thank you. So what about symbolic language? How do we discover that and begin to use it? That's a whole other thing that people have to do when they're using these abilities. Right. So the way that psychic information can come to us a lot of times is through this symbolic language. And so there are tons of like dream dictionaries and psychic symbol dictionaries that you can look at to start to figure out um, like, Oh, I've, I've been seeing this one, like maybe a fox is coming through your yard and you've never seen one before. And all of a sudden it's started coming um, at, certain moments that feel significant to you and you want to learn what that symbol might mean, you could look at these resources and see what those meanings um, might assign to that symbol. But I always say symbols are very individual. And so if you read in a dream dictionary that maybe a fox means being sneaky or being sly or... um, Maybe it means theft, like I'm thinking of foxes getting into a chicken coop, that type of type of thing, or being a trickster. But to you, it might mean family. Like I, for in my own case, um, my mom gets 
Fox families that end up being raised in her backyard. And so she watches them grow up and she sends us pictures and videos. And it's this really neat thing that I associate with family, with my mom, and then also with my sister because she's always loved foxes so much. And so for me, this symbol is very personal in the way that it means family and sisterhood. So we want to look at the symbology in a way that is individual to us in mm-hmm. in the same way that we're looking at maybe the dictionary types of meanings that already exist and see what feels true and authentic to to us when we're looking at those symbols. So in the book, I get into how you can tune in and discern what your own meanings might be and how you can start to set up your own personal um, symbol dictionary. Okay, that's cool. So how do we know we got the message right? I think that's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, it can be a big challenge, especially when you're first learning out and you're starting to figure out what your own indicators are for when a, when a message feels really true and that you've kind of hit on it. Um, but some signs that you have interpreted a message correctly could be that uh, you get that just aha moment of just like, oh my gosh, and you're just kind of astonished in the moment. And the meaning feels really, really accurate to you. Or it could be that you get a synchronicity to the message where in one instance you might get a symbol or a sign and have kind of a knowing of what it is initially. But if you aren't quite sure, you could ask of spirit or ask of your intuition, okay, I think this is what it means, but if you could confirm it through Um, continued message, you might notice a synchronicity to additional messages that help to confirm that meaning. You might also get external confirmation from your environment. Um, In one example, my dad was asking to hear from my sister, and this was very soon after she passed away, and he wasn't sure if she was okay, but it seemed like he was getting these messages that that she was. And he asked, he prayed and he asked to get a message to know that she was happy. And in that moment, he said, he, if happy didn't feel like the right word. And so he thought, joyful, let me know that she is joyful. And later that day, he ended up pulling out of his driveway and seeing a car that he had never seen before parked right in front of his mailbox. And the license plate said Amy Joy. My sister's name was Amy. Um, And he was just shocked. And he couldn't believe that there was this car, that license plate. And my sister was all about personalized license plates. She had her own. And she always would say that she saw messages in license plates. So it was just this culmination of external confirmation that helped him feel the truth of this message that he was getting from my sister and from spirit. So external confirmation is definitely a very big one that we can be getting. And then also um, in knowing that you've interpreted a message correctly, one big thing is just to tune in, like tune in to your own energy, to your own center and ask and feel into, does this feel true? Does this feel authentic? And I have a practice in the book where I break down step-by-step how you can learn to tune into your own energy, to center yourself and start to feel what your own energy feels like and allow that kind of confirmation to come to you. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. So what about spirit guides? We hear a lot about spirit guides and guardians. How do we begin to access them? They are always communicating with us as well, just like with our psychic abilities, our spirit guides, guardians, other honored spiritual figures that you might feel connection to, and also our family and friends that we have on the other side, known and unknown, (laughs) people that we might have known physically in this life, and then maybe it's ancestors who have come before us that we are connected to and that we might not even be aware of. So we have these energetic ties to these beings in spirit who are always communing with us. 
whether or not we're consciously aware of it or not. And when we start to choose to become more conscious of it, we might go into meditations to, to connect with them. This is a really good practice that we can be doing to allow these psychic downloads of information that they might be trying to get to us that we might be kind of resisting otherwise. So going into a meditation and I have practices in the book that helped again to break that down step by step and take you into a meditation where you can um, open a door to them and access that message that they might be trying to get to you. Yeah, I really like the, the, the thought that they're always around, always ready to communicate. That's just a, such a peaceful idea. Right. And I think a lot of the time we're getting messages from them that feel like our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we just interpret it as this is my own information. And I just maybe I just had this sudden realization or I've been trying to come up with a solution for a problem that I haven't been able to figure out. And maybe um, someone on the other side is bringing you this insight, but you're thinking that, oh, I just had a breakthrough and this was my own thought and I've solved the problem when in reality it was someone on the other side that helped you come to that realization. This kind of thing happens all the time. And once we start consciously developing these psychic abilities and becoming more aware of them, we can start to... Um, understand, at least in some instances, when spirit has actually been the one that has been bringing um, these messages to us. I've, I've had a lot of instances just since writing this book where, because I was writing things down and recording them and more consciously processing the events that were occurring, I I had so many instances where it was like, oh my gosh, I never would have realized that this was actually my sister bringing this message to me um, where, you know, in without doing that kind of processing through things, I would have just thought it was my own. So it can be really interesting once we start paying attention, the different kinds of realizations we have. Yeah, that's powerful. So we know that people can get impressions and we know that people can learn their uh, symbolic language and we know that there's a feeling tone to all, all of this information, but do people actually hear sounds and words? Yeah, they can. Um, I think most of the time people hear as though they're perceiving it through their own thoughts, but many people do hear um, as though they're hearing externally. I, I've usually only had this happen like as I'm in between that state of being awake and falling asleep where I've heard spirit say something and it sounded like it was external from my own thoughts. Um, but usually for me, it's always been perceived through, through my mind in the way that you kind of are just thinking inside of your head. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying, I've, and I've, I have heard, my name said when I was about to go to sleep, I've heard my name said, um, but I I haven't Mm -hmm. heard, you know, somebody give me direction or guidance. I've just heard my name. So is that kind of what you're talking about? That's actually how, what's happened for me too, is it's been my name being called. And I, when I kind of tune in after the fact to be like, okay, why, who, who was bringing this message? Why did they say my name? It's always just been a, I just wanted to let you know I was around type of thing Mm -hmm. um there's there's never been like an urgency but it can be surprising (laughs) when it happens yeah we don't have a lot of time before the break but i wanted to say something about uh mediumship as well that when people come through to give us information like what you're talking about your sister um i recently lost my brother and you know what what he wanted to say to me was that he was okay and uh, so that message comes through often, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. That was something that um, absolutely was part of why my sister continued to come through as well. Just to say I'm okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ways of interpreting this information, and we, we I want to talk about that when we get back to the break. That interpretation is really, really important, how we interpret the feelings and impressions and 
how we interpret dreams and that kind of stuff. And there's lots of books out there that tell us we should interpret a dream this way or that way or symbols mean this or that. And I, I, I always steer people clear of those books. So I want to talk with you about that when, after we get back from the break. So we're going to be back in just a minute with more from Angela Wicks about her book, The Secret Psychic. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you feeling unhealthy, overweight, stressed, or generally tired? Have you lost your motivation? And has life gotten you down? Beth Shaw and her guest experts are here to help you and all of America get healthy. Listen to Make America Healthy and gain valuable tools to reclaim your physical, mental, and emotional health. Make America Healthy, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? Hillary DeCesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Seeing beyond, living transformed is a spiritual crossing of the threshold to the world of being a truly expanded human being. Join medium Cheryl and Kelly for conversations about discovering deep spirituality, developing your intuitive and empathic skills, and personal mediumship. Each episode will focus on tips, tools, and techniques to help you understand and expand your own inner gifts and life journey. You can call in each week to receive spiritual guidance, personal readings, and we'll answer your questions. We'll talk with luminary experts on meditations, the afterlife, energy healing, past lives, and much more. Join our Seeing Beyond spiritual community to learn more about expanding your mind, body, and soul, and have fun on your journey to empowered transformation. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at AndreaMatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Angela Wicks about her book, The The Secret Psychic. And uh, before the break, I said we wanted to talk a little bit about interpretation. And, uh, you know, we want to get to a certain knowing. We want to get to that place where we just kind of know um, what what we're saying, what the message is saying to us. But um, so how do we do that by interpreting feelings and impressions? What what do our interpretations mean in, ter- uh, in terms of how we get that message? I, I think that it's really individual to the person and how they use their psychic abilities, which psychic abilities are more prominent for them and which ones they most naturally rely on. And then also individual to whatever that instance of communication and um, what the message is that's coming through for them. So for example, in one instance, I was driving home after an event and it was after the release of my first book, the little book of unicorns. And I was really happy. I was really excited about the day and I had gotten to see a bunch of my family members and it had just felt like such a good celebration. And um, I was driving home just singing and really happy. And then all of a sudden I felt like I was going to cry and I couldn't figure out why because it didn't feel like a happy cry. It felt like um, I'm going to start sobbing like grief crying. Mm -hmm. So I tuned in and I followed that emotion to try to figure out the source of where it was coming from and why I all of a sudden had this sense of grief. And all, all of a sudden I realized like, wow, this is the same level of grief that I felt after my sister died. 
And once I had that thought, I realized, oh, I'm not actually, I'm not, I'm not truly grieving right now. It's just my sister on the other side was trying to get through to me and it triggered that memory of grief that I, I will always have in connection with her um, when I am living the rest of my life in this world. And so I tuned in and connected with her. And once I did that, I realized there was all this family and spirit who had come together to help celebrate um, this momentous day with me. And I was just floored. It really shocked me. Um, and then I was crying, but it was a really happy cry of just like having the celebration and having this welcoming um, of spirit coming to me. And so when we have these impressions or feelings that might be unexpected, um, we, we want to assess like, is this, is this my own feeling or is it someone else's? Like, am I feeling someone else's emotion? Um, and you can kind of trace back to feel what the origin of that emotion is and where it's coming from. If it's coming, if it is yours, if it's coming from spirit, if it's coming from another person in your environment. Um, and those are things that I get into in the book where we're starting to try to build our own emotional intelligence and then also figure out that connection with our subtle abilities and how those feelings and impressions start to come about. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, what's most impressive about this kind of work is that there's a lot of discernment that has to go on about your internal world. You know, we we tend to think about psychics as as expressing something that's just in the external world, but you have to be really clear on what's going on in your internal world in order to get the messages that you're going to deliver to the outside world. Absolutely, and it's all. So it can be so subtle, like some messages can, can come through and just be like, bam, like this is what it is. But for me, I would say most of the time it's very subtle and I really have to tune in and follow the impressions or follow the sensations that I'm getting um, and see where it leads. Yeah. So what about interpreting dreams? Um, I always say, as with all of the subtle psychic abilities, for me, I think that I personally get the most out of interpreting dreams when I'm looking at those symbols in a personal way. Um, If I kind of come to it and I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what this dream meant. If I can't follow follow an emotion or follow a symbol, I might look to dream dictionaries to kind of get a jumping off point to see, okay, here, here was something that was a clear symbol. This is what this book says it means. Um, and then from there, I can, go, I can go to either that feels really right or that doesn't feel right at all. And then I can kind of trace um, wherever that breadcrumb trail continues to lead me. Yeah, I think that's an excellent use of those dictionaries because it gives you a jumping off point instead of a firm, this is how, what it means, it means this, and it means nothing else. Right. Yeah. I always look to them as a suggestion or an option, not an absolute. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, so people make fun of channel- channeling, but how often do, how do you define it and how does that psychic access and use it? For channeling, I would say um, for me personally, this happens most when I'm writing, um, especially when I'm writing in my journal. Like if I'm processing something that I haven't understood and I'm trying to get more understanding of it, journaling can be really helpful because it opens that energetic connection that I have to spirit and it allows more of a down. It assists that processing of what spirit might be trying to get through to me. Um, For example, I had, this one instance after a grandparent passed away where the spirit was clearly trying to get a message through to me and I wasn't getting it. I thought I was, but then, but then the, the vision or the message, it kept repeating and it's as though someone was trying to get me to focus in even closer um, into the details of what the vision was. It would kind of shift a little bit each time I saw it. And I, I just was like, I don't, I don't know. I know, I know I'm not getting it because they keep bringing it up. And so 
I started journaling about it one night. And um, as I was journaling, certain words popped out that all of a sudden it was just like I knew what it meant. And it kind of shocked me. It was like someone hit me over the head with the meaning. And once I tuned into spirit after writing that down to confirm I could hear them laughing of like, oh, she finally got it. Awesome. (laughs) It was just like a really funny moment for me. But in that kind of a way, it can almost be like a channeling from spirit where you're downloading additional information. Yeah, I find that downloading is very, very interesting. Before I started meditating, there were, I had some beliefs that I have now invalidated because of those downloads you get when you meditate. There's just a whole new world that you come to see and feel and know when you meditate right yeah there's once you have that centering and that tuning into your own energy you can open up to that connection and it definitely helps yeah so what are the some of some of the many ways that intuitive senses seep into everyday life Oh, this one, this topic I am fascinated by. And in my own experience, it was such a huge challenge as I was starting to develop my abilities. And I think that it's a hurdle that a lot of people come to. And there aren't a lot of resources, at least that I've found, that directly address that instance of when these abilities are seeping into your everyday life. So, um I would have a lot of instances where I was hearing other people's thoughts at times when I absolutely was not trying to connect to my psychic abilities. And I feel like it was just kind of a bleed over of these abilities, just trying to be like, Hey, we exist, use us. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. There was one time when I was in a checkout line and I got up to the cashier and I heard a full sentence that she thought right before she spoke it out loud. And I was just like standing there shocked with my mouth open, waiting for her to acknowledge that this had just happened, but she had no idea, you know, that I heard what she said right before she said it. So that's one example of senses seeping into everyday life. And like I mentioned before, you might feel other people's feelings or get spontaneous visions. You might sense unexpected energy in your environment or, In some cases, you might recall past energetic trauma that you have experienced in this life or maybe even in past lives. Um, And you might have breakthrough pop-ins or psychic slip-ups where other people are bringing you messages and they aren't even aware that they're doing it. But when you start to become more aware of these psychic abilities and messages from spirit, a lot of times you can start to recognize like, wow, that is actually a psychic message that they're bringing to me. And I share a story in the book where me and my husband were actually putting in an offer on a house and we were so nervous and we didn't think we were going to get it. And we were with a realtor that we had never met before and she was having us sign this paperwork. And so she was kind of monotonously reading out our names of like, okay, Lucas sign here, Angela sign here. And she kept repeating that like Lucas sign here, Angela sign here. And then in one instance, she, instead of saying my name, she said Amanda, which is my sister's name who is in spirit. And then in the next instance, she said my, my name again, Angela. So it was just that one blip where she, she called out my sister's name. And when I tuned in, I could hear my sister laughing. I was just like, you know, you don't have to worry. You've totally got this. And the next day we did end up um, getting confirmation that we got the house. So that was an instance of a psychic slip up where psychic ability was seeping into everyday life. And it wasn't even me that it was seeping through. It was someone else who it was seeping through. So, um, You know, these kinds of occurrences, they can be really awesome, but they can also be kind of unsettling if you aren't prepared for them to happen and they're just kind of jumping out at you in your daily life. So I give examples about how you can set boundaries with spirit and with your own abilities if this type of thing is happening to you and you aren't liking that it's happening. So there's different practices that you can put into place to help um kind of turn, tune the dial down and um, 
bring things back into balance for you. Yeah. So we just have a few minutes before we close. I wish I could talk to you for a long, long time, but we just have a few (laughs) minutes before we close. But I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about moving through that fear to start using and maybe even telling others about uh, psychic gifts. Uh, So I always say it is definitely all up to you. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't want to, or you just don't feel ready in sharing with others about this side of yourself, definitely uh, that is fine. Like keep it to your, keep it to yourself. Like keep practicing on your own independently. Um, that's that's fine. And you might always be working within that that hidden secret space. But if you feel this calling that you really want to connect with other people, or like for example, in my own case where it started for me, I really wanted to share this part of myself with my husband. Um, I give tips in how you can, like different types of questions you can you can ask other people to see if, if it's okay for you to start to um, approach them on these, these types of topics. Or there's different resources that you can start to explore to find like-minded people and connect with them. And that can be a really great starting point in sharing with people that you know are already interested in these types of topics. Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Okay, Angela, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been very enlightening, and I'm sure that the listening audience has benefited from it. I really want to recommend this book. It is full, chock full of exercises and information and even mentors that you can access. And she talks to the mentors and asks them several questions about, you know, how they feel about certain things. So this is an excellent resource. So I really highly recommend it. And uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show, Angela. I appreciate it. And we're going to be back again next week. You're so welcome. And we're going to be back again next week with more. So. Stay tuned for that, and remember your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week 